Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my returning guest co-host and contributor today, Denise Walker. She is the author of the Redemption series, and today we're going to be highlighting her book, Sufficient Grace. If you follow the show, we talked to Denise, and we talked about her book, Barren Wound, which was really very personal for me. And now we're going to continue the story in Sufficient Grace. I can't wait to tell you more about it in just a few moments. We want to thank our Patreon team for their support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, Go to pjcmedia.net, click on the pink subscribe button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. So let's go ahead and bring on board Denise. Denise, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you for coming back. It's been about a year since the last time we had you on. And what I really appreciate about the novelty of this particular podcast is that I am very much interested in following your career. And your career has changed because guess what? You have a new book out and we want to let our listeners know that you, Denise, are working to give us some great redemptive fiction. So thanks for being here with me today. You're welcome. Now, the last time we talked, we were talking about Baron Wound, and our main character was going through a lot of heartache and pain, strife, struggles. What's going on with them now? So it's a continuation of Baron Wound. So at the end of Baron Wound, she accepted Christ, and but she never built that relationship with her mother. And so she vows at the beginning of Sufficient Grace to kind of just move forward without, you know, just giving her mother to God and praying for her. And then she's still struggling with endometriosis when the story opens. And the only difference is that now she has faith to trust God for for being able to be a mother. So, and that faith goes on a journey, as I would say, the, her faith goes on a journey. You say how she has to give up on trying to change her mother and give that to the Lord. Do you think just as Christians, that's something that we struggle with? Yes, I think sometimes as believers, we feel that we can fix people and we're not called to fix people. We're called to pray for them, intercede for them and try our best to, you know, we forgive and we move forward, but we can't fix them. So I believe that is an issue with us as Christians. But you are a writer, Denise, and you never let your characters have it easy because that's what we do. We create these characters to put them through the ringer. 
So what are some new situations that she's going to be dealing with in Sufficient Grace? So the new situation she's dealing with has to do with more things that come up about this condition of endometriosis. So I made sure that it was very realistic because endometriosis is a real condition and women all over the world are suffering with endometriosis. So I didn't make it where it was so easy for her to get pregnant and for the miracle to take place. So I made it the way I wrote it was I divided it kind of in two sections. So it opens up with one school year as an educator, and then it goes into the second school year so that people can see the progression of, wait a minute, she's still waiting. In addition to that, she's now, her friend is pregnant. And so she has to deal with, wait a minute, my friend got pregnant before me. So those emotions of how do you, you know, being real and honest and how you really feel when you see someone else carrying and you can't. So I did did that with the story as well. I can definitely relate to that because of my own situation. And so, yeah, when you have those emotions, you can't help but feel a sense of jealousy. You feel betrayed. You feel as if no one understands that I want to have my own fruit of the womb, if you will. And then you see and hear stories about other people who misuse your children, abuse them in some way. And you're saying, God, why did you give these horrible jerks children? But I can't get any. So I can definitely relate to that just as someone who has dealt with that problem herself. So I'm looking forward to really delving into her and hopefully getting guidance for how you deal with those situations. If you were to use a journey, what would you say to someone like me who may be going through those type of emotions? I would say that everyone has our own journey and allow God to help you with those emotions because I went through those emotions myself personally. And actually, there were times I didn't realize that I was feeling those emotions. I would see people around me having, because I have endometriosis myself, and I would see people around me having children, and sometimes they were neglecting them, and I was questioning God, why are they having kids and I'm not? So I would say being real with our emotions, God knows what we're feeling, and being real with him and allowing him to help us to deal with what's going on in our heart. And that was a huge journey for me. And I try to make it very realistic for Hannah in the story as well, where she goes back and forth, even with her faith, even as a Christian, she is a Christian by sufficient grace. But as a Christian, we still are human beings. And as women, we desire to be mothers. And so that's one of the things I had to do. And also I made sure that she did in the story is give God those emotions and let him show us the wisdom that we need, whatever wisdom we need to um, deal with those emotions. And for those of you wondering where Sufficient Grace came from, we want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And in it, Paul is talking, and he's talking about a vision that he had where he was either in the body or out of the body, he can't remember. And he heard things that were unspeakable. And then he talked about there was a thorn in his flesh. And so I'm just going to read from the KJV version. And it's chapter 12, verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. 
For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And that is from Second Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 9. And I thought about how diligently you put these sort of things together in both of these books in different aspects, of course, because in the first book, she's dealing with why can't I? And now in the second book is kind of going, must I? And so these different emotions are buffing her back and forth. And for those of you listening, we're talking to Denise Walker. She is the author of Sufficient Grace. It is book two of the Redemption series. The first book in the series is called Barren Womb. And what I like about that is that it does feature African-Americans in the prominent role. Why this is significant is because there has been a lot of call for diverse fiction, particularly among Christian fiction. And we are seeing other authors cast their names into the hat and are creating African-American Christian fiction. But hopefully we'll get to the point where we don't have to say African-American Christian fiction. We can just call it all Christian fiction. But until then, this is a good way to let people know that African-American Christian fiction is out there. And just from your own point of view, Denise, when I say that, do you really think it's important for me to bring that up? Or am I just continuing a saga of neglect? No, absolutely. I believe it's very important because I was one of those people that said the same thing, that especially as Christians, it should just be Christian books, but that's not the case. So, I mean, I totally agree that we need to see more of ourselves represented in the Christian arena, it, just in Christian fiction alone, but there are other genres as well. But specifically, I totally agree. I agree, too. So I'm always happy to point that out to our listeners if they want to make sure they are trying to be more diverse in their reading. Not saying that you have to read this book, but I know you're going to when you pick up your copy of Sufficient Grace. But just want to bring that to your attention because we made a lot of strides, so we still have a long way to go. Now, Denise, there's something I want you to do. I want you to read the first few pages of Sufficient Grace, just one or two, to give us an excerpt from this book. Absolutely. So the first page is the prologue, and I'll read the first few pages. So this is actually started it from exactly where Barron ended. So it says, after writing the letter to her mom, Hannah Jefferson read it over and over. She considered ripping it up. She thought about sticking it inside her Bible and praying over it, but she couldn't. She knew she had to send it. Her mom had no email that she was aware of, so she couldn't send it that way. She could text it, but she wanted her mom to hold the words she just poured from her heart. If she texted, she was sure her mom would call her phone seconds later and begin screaming at her. No, she had to send the letter. That was the only way her mother would hear her heart. Whether she would accept her was all up to her. That's the only way she would know her pain and disappointment. She had to send it. Hannah needed to move on from this. The endometriosis treatments were enough to deal with. 
She couldn't handle any more issues with her mom. So here she sat in the post office parking lot after work, trying to convince herself to go in. God pressed her heart to get out of the car. She sat a few minutes longer before grabbing the letter from her purse and heading inside. The line was long, leaving Hannah more room to consider changing her mind. Send it. She needs to know your heart. I will use this situation. The line moved rather quickly, and before she knew it, Hannah was next. She purchased a stamp envelope and checked the address again to make sure it was correct, sealing it and handing it to the postman behind the counter. She walked out relieved. Hannah could now move forward in God and her personal struggles, still desiring a relationship with her mom that would probably never be. She had a long road ahead of her with, the, with her endometriosis of treatment and the hopes she still hung on to be a mother. She had to focus her faith on that. Her mother couldn't be her stressor any longer. She had given her life to Christ, and this was her turning point. And that is an excerpt from Sufficient Grace. It is available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. It is book two of the Redemption series. And you can tell as Denise was reading the excerpt from that book, just how much you're going to get into this journey of Hannah and what she's going to be going through. And you can tell that her mom plays a pivotal role in her life. But let's translate that to the real world, Denise. There are people in our life as we go through this journey of being a Christian that they are going to test us in many different ways. They're going to try us, as my mom would say. They are going to make sure they do everything they can that we can get to heaven. <laughs> That's what my mom say. They say they really want you to go to heaven. That's why they give you so many problems. But how do you encourage someone who may be dealing with that problem right now? The first thing I do is because that particular problem is I, I'm able to pour it out because that was my issue growing up, not having a relationship with my mom. And as a believer, it's not about, I've, I've heard many ministers say, it's not about their response, it's how you respond, because we're the one with the Holy Spirit. And so even no matter what is happening, you have to get to a place to ask God to help you to forgive them. And there's nothing tied to the forgiveness, allowing God to heal you so that you can release that person. And that way, no matter what they continue to do, you still love them. Now, you don't have to accept the abuse from them, but you still love them. And that way you can move forward in freedom. Because as the word says, whom the son set free is free indeed. But if we're bound with unforgiveness, then there's no freedom. We don't have that freedom. And so we feel the weight of the unforgiveness. We feel the weight of the anger. And so we have to allow God to heal our heart from whatever they did to us so that we can walk in freedom. As soon as you said that, the words to Tasha Cobb Leonard's song, Break Every Chain, came to mind. And I started to get an idea of change just being wrapped around our bodies, weighing us down, making sure that we can't move. But once we give it all to the Lord, he breaks those chains. And so that actually came to mind as you were saying those words. 
Now, when I look online, I can see that both books in the series have gotten rave reviews. And if you want to get a copy of Sufficient Grace, as well as the first book in the series called Barren Womb, make sure you go to Amazon.com and pick it up. And if you want to follow Denise online, go to her website, DeniseMWalker.com. Denise, what else are you working on now that Sufficient Grace is completed? I'm actually working on book three, which is going to be titled So That You May Live. And so that title is very deep, but that's after praying, I asked the Lord, what should I call it? And that's what he gave me. And actually in um, Sufficient Grace, Hannah's ministry that she starts for women and girls is called So That You May Live. And it has everything to do with not living physically, but now stepping up to help women and girls to live in their spirit man not being broken by the things like endometriosis or whatever it is that keeps them from moving because it keeps you depressed and down and even in different relationships that keeps them down. So um, that's why it's called So That You May Live. So she opens up a women's center in book three. And it's very unique the way God has given me to write it because it's to help them to find their purpose. And also before they can find their purpose and move in their purpose, they have to deal with the things she had to deal with to be free and move spiritually free and move in her purpose. So it's called that so that you may live. And it'll, again, it's the book three of the redemption series. And then I'm also working on something titled the hope method. And I, because I do um, Bible literacy or Bible verse mapping books, And over the summer, I just started that school. And over the summer, God gave me this vision to challenge people to get back to the word. And so I've created like a strategy, a Bible study strategy, and it's going to be a challenge for 90 days to get back to God's word and take 20 minutes a day to study the word. So it's hope, it's called the hope method because the hope method comes from my ministry, Hope in Christ. And so we remember that Christ is the only hope. So without him, we have no hope. And so it's an acronym of different pieces of that acronym have to do with the scripture that they're reading. So they have to, the H represents something. And so they go look for that in the scripture and then the O and so on and so forth. So I'm working on those two things. So that you may live will be a little bit longer because as you know, fiction takes longer to write. But the hope method will actually I was just blessed to be able to present the Hope Method at the Christian Book Lovers Retreat in October. So I will be presenting it at the Morning Glory, and I just was blown away. But I said, okay, God. And being such an introvert and everything and just seeing what God is doing is just amazing. So the Hope Method is coming sooner than so that you may live. I am not jealous. My teeth always look like this when I grit them, okay, because I want to go to CBLR so bad. I just did not have the capacity to do that. So I am rooting for you, Denise. And for those of you who don't know, who don't know she just said CBLR is the Christian Book Lovers Retreat that is in North Carolina, it's in Charlotte this year. Hopefully, I will be going there next year. Looking forward to that. So I'm excited for you, Denise. And then once you finish the HOPE method, reach back out to me so we can have it on the show and really showcase the HOPE method to get people back into reading the scriptures, understanding the scriptures, and having what we call biblical literacy. 
Denise, we are at the end of our show today, and it has been absolutely phenomenal having you back. If people want to get in contact with you via social media, do they go to your website, or is there another place you want them to go? They can check me out on my website if they want to send me an email. They can go to my website and click there. If they want to join my mail um, email list, they can do that as well. But also, I am on Instagram at author Denise M. Walker. And also on Facebook, same title, author Denise M. Walker. And I'm also on TikTok at um, DM Walker Hope. And again, the hope is about for my ministry. And on Instagram, also as Hope in Christ with Denise Podcast. So that's one. I have an Instagram for that separately so that I can share out when I'm, you know, sharing interviews for Christian authors on my podcast as well. Well, you do have to talk about your podcast. Go ahead and tell us about it. My podcast, Hope in Christ with Denise, is I've had it for about, I think it's about four years. And I also I took a little break because last school year was kind of rough. So at Hope in Christ with Denise, I take and I interview Christian authors and entrepreneurs and ministers. And they share how they are basically taking the gospel to the world. So whatever it is, whatever their ministry is, their business is, they share it. And I also do some panel discussions through Clubhouse with different authors where we may pick a topic and the topic helps new Christian authors. So um, the last time we talked about how to look beyond your book. And so that's something that's going to be aired coming up. So that's Hoping Christ with Denise. And then I also have my other podcast that I kind of took a break from, but I'm going to um, get it back up and going. It's called Building Literacy and True Identity. And it just has to do with the Bible literacy and also things that steal our identity from us, like rejection and fear and things like that. So I talk about those different topics. I would think private sins is another thing that steals our identity too, because we're so focused on making sure no one knows about this private sin that I have. Therefore, I have to hide it and myself from other people. So I can't wait to hear more about that. So thank you so much for sharing about your podcast there. Now, in the few moments we have left, you know, this show is always about encouraging authors whom God has given them the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. So go ahead and encourage those authors out there today. So my encouraging words will always be to do it afraid. So if you're fearful of something, sometimes fear is masked by something else that we might have had some areas of rejection in our past that keeps us from going forward and makes us feel like people are going to reject us if we go forward. So I would say do it afraid. I would say give it to God. If he gave it to you, there's an audience for it. Whatever the vision is, there's an audience. And we remember, not as the world, but as God sends us, if it's one person who was able to read what you wrote, you have done what God has called you to do. So I would always say, do it afraid and be obedient. And I can say that because it took me a long time to be obedient. And so, and I was, I struggled with that because of the same thing that I just mentioned, rejection. So I feared rejection and I wouldn't move forward, even though God was speaking to me. So if you know God is speaking and you can hear his voice, he's a living God. So he speaks. And so when we hear his voice, 
we want to do what he's given us to do. And we don't have to worry about it being perfect because just like with the scripture that has to do with sufficient grace, the power of Christ shows up in our weakness. And so people see his power working through us when we're able to just do it from whatever we have. If we just have one thing in place, he will do the rest. And so that's what would be my encouragement. Denise, thank you so much for those wise words. I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come on again. And we were talking today to Denise Walker. She is the author of her newest release, Sufficient Grace, which is book two of the Redemption series available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. If you follow PJC Media, you know we talked to her about a year ago with her first book, Barren Womb, and Sufficient Grace picks up right from there. She already told you that there is a third book in the making, so you definitely want to pick up these two. So when a third one comes out, you are going to have the full, complete story. I can't wait to have her back to talk about the hope method about getting back into scripture and getting back into the word. So stay tuned for more of that. One thing that she said that I want to leave with you, she said, do it afraid. Now, she just told you that she's an introvert. But if you just listen to this entire interview, you could not tell that. She was absolutely eloquent. She was clear, concise, articulate. What is that to you out there? And you're not doing what God told you to do. You have the words of life for someone to read your story. And you aren't doing that because you're afraid of rejection. You're afraid that someone may not like it. It doesn't matter. God works in our weaknesses. So go ahead, pick up the pen and write stuff. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.